I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright. And I am here today with Patrick Gardner, the new host of Ego Maniac Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Welcome to your show. It's your platform, Patrick. It's Uh-oh. great to have you on. You just so scared this, me a little bit, Bill. This is going to be fun. So you just worry. intimidated me. <laughs> so this week, our topic is disruption. And today we're going to talk about disruption and the egomaniac. So we're going to see what we want to talk about. So if you want to know more about Patrick, we don't want to use this episode to just talk about his background and story. Listen to episodes number 1,603 and 1,604, and it was Patrick's interview on April 19th and 20th that we played with John Sterling. And I'm sure you listeners will hear many stories and experiences um, that Patrick has had leading to his personal shift and transformation. So Patrick, welcome to, well, welcome to Stress Mastery. Many of them know you that we are partners in this company. You yes, are sir. you are my, what did uh, Linda call you? My work wife. No oh boy. There, there we go. No. <laughs> so we are now partners. I'm worried about now I'm worried about what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, there you go. You look great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, people have heard about you. Uh, those that have been listening to Stress Mastery Podcast for a long time, Dave and I talk about you all the time. And now you're getting your own platform to teach stress mastery, and it's called Ego Maniac. And I found it interesting as Stress mastery, if somebody asked me, really, what is it? It's mastering the ego. That's If you had to put stress mastery at, at, with all the stuff we do, in the end, it's mastering the ego. So why are you thinking that ego maniac was the right platform for you? One, one of the, the things that hit me most when I heard you speak for the first time was when you asked us in the room, to name our ego. And when, when I did that, my world just changed for at the time it was kind of a change for the bad because I realized how in control my ego was of my almost thoughts by the minute. And and it was scary. Actually, it was, uh, kind of like one of those eye-opening moments in your life where I heard the ego, I understand your, uh, you know, I understood your mentality behind naming the ego, but I didn't really quite know what to do then with, with, I, I got upset and I got upset with myself because I saw how my ego continued to interact and interject itself into every relationship into every meeting that I had, into my drive that I was trying to make, maybe a quiet drive, try to maybe stay off the phone for a minute and get prepared for a meeting or whatever it was, my ego would not shut up. And at that point in time, that's when I knew, you know, I had to have some help. First of all, trying to understand why my ego was was so loud and then try to understand, okay, well, how do I make 
how do I adjust this to to really almost corral that ego? And, and like you said, the ego is your sixth sense, right? Sometimes it really helps you a lot, kind of like, okay, this is a bad situation. This could be a person that I may or may not trust right away. You know, your ego can help you. But the most profound statement I remember you making was your ego has got to be an employee, not the CEO. And at that time, the ego 1000% was the CEO of my life. And then kind of my journey began. And that is exactly. And we met, you were at one of our, uh, we were, I was speaking at one of the events. That's where we met and everything. And we haven't separated since. It's been years. We've been together some years now. Yes, so sir. we look at the definition of disruption. Our topic this week, it's defined as disturbance that interrupts an event, activity, or process. And one of the things that you're stating, and, and it happens to everybody, when you name the ego, it interrupts your entire process of life because most people have no idea that there's a voice in their head. And that ego is setting the reality and it's setting the routine and it's setting their behavior. And it really does. It's driving their life. So when you finally, you know, you, you've, you've learned about the ego and, and you saw that the ego is a maniac, the ego maniac, David loved it. When you call, he loves that the ego maniac, right? That's what you mean by ego maniac, right? It's when the ego is just taking over. Can you explain a little bit when you say ego maniac? Cause some people think ego maniacs are narcissists and things like that. This is a little different the way we're teaching it. Yes. Yeah. I, you're exactly right. I, I believe Number one, the egomaniac, I think the name will immediately kind of snap people into hopefully, what does he mean by that? This is stress mastery. This is, you know, trying to be present and calm and all this thing. Here, here comes this guy calling this, you know, his episode egomaniac. Really, what, what the hell is he thinking? You know, and so I won't, I actually want that because it, it is such a disruption and that ego, when you do name it and when you start paying attention, he or she is a maniac. It's, it's just constantly at you, constantly um, interrupting your, disrupting your sleep, mm -hmm. disrupting your relationships at the core, wife, kids, uh, you know, in your closest friends. And so that ego when it's the CEO, it is very disruptive. And, and I have learned so much from understanding that. And then when I get into a situation and that ego, when I feel myself triggered, Bill, and I feel my body, just when you feel just that uneasy feeling, you know, you have been triggered, you know, that ego has been kind of the knife has turned and, and the toughest thing to do is to slow down, take a second and try to figure out, okay, why, why am I getting so upset or why did that trigger me? And, and the thing that really made me move that got me into more almost angry with myself really is, is how when my kids would do something and I would get frustrated with them and all they were trying to do is learn. All they were trying to do was they were, they were pressing their boundaries, but they were trying to learn. And, and it, at, when that ego was the CEO, Bill, I, 
that would disrupt me. That would upset me and get me into a, an odd place to where I would kind of want to attack them. And at that time, they were 11 years old, nine mm -hmm. years old. And, and that's what really made me, in my mind, know I had to change something. I had to shift something in my life. But until you and I got together and really get, got to digging in, I didn't know what that was, but I knew something had to change because I knew my kids were, they were just trying to learn. They were just being kids and trying to expand their brain. And here I was getting frustrated. So that's really what made me move. And, and to me, if the ego's doing that to you with your kids or your your loved ones, then it is a maniac. It is yes. disruptive. I think that is very clear. And that's why you call it egomaniac. So when you, until you really discover that, most people think being frustrated is a natural process. It's a natural thing, but it's not. Getting activated is one thing being stuck in it, it's another what changed a lot for you when you discovered your purpose and then and then discovering your purpose and then seeing the ego did that change the relationship with the ego what did it do for you well once i understood my purpose and then it, my values and then in turn the connection between my purpose and my oldest son's purpose hide that's, that's how I saw what the ego was doing because guess who triggered me the most? Yes. My oldest son. Yes, he did. Same so, purpose. And it's because he and I are somewhat the same person. And so when he would say something or do something, I could see young Patrick doing exactly that same thing. And my ego would tell me, how dare him do that? What, what he is doing that to you. And once I realized all I was getting upset at is the fact that I knew I would have done the same thing. He got that from me which is why it was upsetting me because I was sitting there thinking about me at 11 years old thinking, oh my God, that's me. Why would I have done that? It wasn't my, my son was just doing, you know, being himself. It, yes. it triggered me because I saw myself in him. And that's when I put that whole connection together of this is the real deal. Like this, just that understanding of that purpose and his purpose, and then understanding my younger son's purpose, which is the opposite of mine, which is a love purpose, and then understanding how he got activated. But I, but I was more patient with him because he was different than I, than I was. So he would do things that didn't trigger me. And I, and I started thinking, why do I get more triggered by my older son than my younger one? And then, and once you helped me put all that together with the purposes, the values, all the traits of the purposes, that's when kind of, and I, this is an overused term, but I'll use it anyway, the light bulb came on and, mm -hmm. and it was like that, oh shit moment of now 
I got it. Okay. But, you know, obviously we've done a ton of work since then. Once I got it, of course, you've got to keep working. But yes, that that purpose and values and understanding how all that fits together what was kind of the glue that I feel kind of took all the ideas and everything that that you, that stress mastery brings to the table, that ego and then purpose and values and understanding, there's the glue that kind of got me from where I was on the path to where I wanted to be. Excellent. Yeah. And that was, it was really good because uh, your son has your exact purpose and he is, by the way, knowing both of you and working with both of you, you guys are identical. He's a little, he's little Patrick. I, I hate to say it, but he is you. And uh, it's, it, and so of course, it, most people don't understand those that trigger you the most is because you're mirroring them. And they're causing you conflict and, and, and they don't understand that. And so what happens is it destroys relationships. And so an egomaniac, when we look at egomaniac, Patrick, let's go through the five life categories because I'm curious on how you're going to teach this and, and what you're going to bring. When you see egomaniac in career, an egomaniac, we're saying is the ego is in control. The ego, the, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the patients have taken over the asylum. <laughs> Yes. So how do you see that when egomaniac is, is running rapid in career? What do you see? Uh, I, the ego wants more money, wants material things. So you start working to, for a bigger bank account, you start trying to chase these these goals and the goals become obsessive yeah. and and the and the one thing i did do want to clarify when when you go back and listen to my interview with john sterling i want to clarify something i made the comment that chasing sales goals is kind of like a slippery slope for salespeople. i am a big dreamer I love big dreams. I love to go for kind of the unattainable. So to clarify, that that statement does not mean anything about not dreaming big and pushing yourself. What that statement means is exactly what you just brought up me or in what we're talking about, which is if that number, okay, I want to make a million bucks in a year or I want to sell X number of dollars worth of stuff, if that becomes obsessive and that's all that you can think about and focus on and you're not present in your home, you know, your relationships at home, you're not present with your relationships with your family, you're not present in these other aspects in your health. When you start, I call it, you know, spinning the plates. When that career and that obsessiveness is that one plate that always stays up and the rest of the plates are crashing to the ground, that's the egomaniac. That's when the ego is fully in control of your career. And then you want to control everything, as you and I have discussed. You know, if you're a leader in a business, everyone isn't doing the right thing the way you want it done. And you start trying to control every little piece of your business because they're not doing it the way you would do it. They're not doing it the right way. When you start feeling yourself doing that, that is 100% the ego taking control 
and and something is not going something is going to fall to the ground and you you will see the ramifications of that at some point in time when you get that feeling when you're triggered by others just trying to do their best but it's not what you would have done there's the egomaniac in career yes. and so like and the challenge i think and we both agree on that is Sometimes culture's rewarding people for working like that and being like that. Like, oh, look at how driven they are. Look at this. And and they look, maybe even look successful, but behind the scenes, we know the truth is you're not going to be successful if you're obsessed in one life category. It's impossible. Well, because- my, and you and I have discussed this at length. Our pet, both you and I, our pet peeve is, is like on social media and I don't spend a ton of time there but when I when I start listening to people talk about this drive and this push and and kind of falling on this sword of not sleeping and and all of these things if you feel that that is what you have to do to be successful you know your ego is in control because that may look really good short term, Bill. That may equal a bunch of good sales in 2023 or 20, you know. But it about come 2024, or 2025, at some point in time, you will burn out. Your body and your mind will at some point get to the end and be overwhelmed, be tired, be fatigued, something in your life, and probably most everything in your life will come to a screeching halt due to that obsessive behavior in regards to that drive and that push for that sales number or for that bigger bank account. That's you and I've discussed that. And that's the worst message I think anyone could pass on to, to the younger generation or people my age or your age is Mm -hmm. just that obsessive behavior because of the end result, you and I both know have seen and experienced the end result's not pretty. And it's it not pretty equals destruction. And we see it all the time. We happen to be in that circle with very high level business people and stuff. We see it. We see it all the time happening. It's because the ego is in control. If you don't have all five life categories, those plates balanced, as you say, uh, no, you're going to have imbalances and it's going to reflect somewhere. So let's go to the finance category. When egomaniacs all about money and that magic, once you become a millionaire, you'll be happy, Patrick. Didn't anybody tell you that before? Uh, tell me how you see the egomaniac in the finance category. Again, just the obsessive piece of it. I think the, the career and finance are so similar in that it's, it's that, again, that overused term kind of keeping up with the Joneses, you know, like I've, man, I've got, I need my third car, that driver, you know, like I want that flashy this or so-and-so does this. I got it. I mean, I went through this phase bill to where I bought all these, these sport coats and why in the hell I ever, I can't stand a coat. I never have like one, but just because for whatever reason, I started getting these custom sport coats and these custom slacks and all this stuff. And that stuff sitting there right now in my closet. If I could find someone my size, I would there love is nobody your size, by the way. Well, right. <laughs> but somebody in Goodwill at the Goodwill uh, spot over here has gotten a lot of custom stuff from me. But little things like that, you just start, you know, doing these odd 
things. And it just, there's just no rhyme or reason for it, but it's just that ego saying, man, that guy right there, he, you know, he's perceived as successful. He wears these sport coats and these different colors and all these things. Why don't you do that? You know, and it's just always trying to match or mirror someone, as you say, that is perceived as successful. And what I learned is, is, you know, no one is what typically they are perceived as. And so little things like that just end up being not disastrous uh, decisions, but just decisions that, man, you know, if I would have put the sport coat money into whatever, you know, and again, like, look at, uh, what do they say? The hindsight's always 2020, but just little things like that, or or the, the, the extra car, all those things. I just look back and think, that that was there's the egomaniac. I that did the was, same thing yeah, with the watches. I, yeah, that I got was, a closet full of yeah, watches. Oh God. Yeah. Watches. Yeah. That yeah. that was yeah. that was Jay. You know, Jay yeah. wanted the yeah. sport coat. Jay wanted the car. Jay wanted the watches. Now, you know, like I have a bunch of um G-Shocks. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're for 40, 50, 70 dollar watches. It's just like Man, I'm a simple person, but Jay wanted that stuff. Yes. And, so, and from a career and from a finance standpoint, it's just those decisions that you make that when you look back at them, you just know for a fact that old Jay Bird, Jay Bird was he was driving yeah. the, he was driving the bus. He had yep. that ship going right at the at trying to get it right going toward the uh, the iceberg. So to clarify, everybody, Jay is Patrick Zego. So, you know, so let's take finance one, one second further. Let's go the other way. How about when the egomaniac is putting somebody in lack that they're not worthy of it? They don't even look at their budget. They're afraid of money. They don't look at it. How do you see that playing out? Because it's two ways the ego will work, right? The ego will keep you in lack. Do you ever see that in sales? You know, they make a certain amount of money and then they have the opportunity to make more and they can't do it. They always fall back into the into like their comfort number. Do you right. see that also a lot in finance with the egomaniac? Yeah, I, th- I think when when you start talking about f- from a finance and from a sales standpoint and from a business standpoint, when you get that feeling, even when you achieve, and then you get to that achievement. And this happened to me. And I remember the day, the weekend when I when I got to that achievement of a certain sales goal and and award, and then which equaled a certain amount of money. I remember thinking that was just going to be the pinnacle. And I got there, and, and like I said in my conversation with John uh, in the interview. It, it was a, just like one of those moments to where I was like, just so empty, just because the ego was telling me, well, this is, you know, this isn't good enough. You got to go do this again next year. You've got to go and, and do more than this. Um, this isn't good enough. You, you, you didn't finish first, you were third. So, and, and then, like you said, you're in this lack of, Okay, well, that certain amount of money, like I thought that would be great, but now I want more. 
I want more than that. This is not good enough. And it's not that you don't want to continue to push yourself. Again, I want to clarify that. It's the feeling that your ego gives you that you're not good enough, that this wasn't a great achievement. You know, yeah, it was a great achievement. Okay, now now what's next? You want to push yourself, but you cannot get caught up in, I would call that the ego just putting you in that red zone. Like I was in that red zone of almost kind of a fear that could I replicate that? Was I really good enough? Did I deserve that award? Did I deserve that amount of money? And that kind of put put me, quite frankly, in like a a two, three month funk to where I wasn't even myself just because I was kind of like searching for the answers on was I worthy of that? Did um, What am I going to do now? Um, can I do better than this? Because the ego obviously was telling me, you know, you got to be better. egomaniac for sure. So anyway, yeah. yes, I, I think that that lack feeling and, and I would call it that money weakness um, because you just, you like you always say, man, you don't feel that you're worthy of that award or that amount of money. So therefore, you know, when you hear people say, man, I really had a bad week or I had a bad month or even when I, you know, I did, I had a bad year. And, and the reason was, was I was in that kind of state of, am I really good enough to continue to do this at this level? And does this match up with my purpose and values? Yeah. And so when we talk egomaniac, understanding that sometimes egomaniac is you're doing, 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 and sometimes it's putting you in procrastination and avoidance. Either way, the ego is running the show. So let's move into health category. When the egomaniac takes over in health, what do you see happening then? So my my best story for the ego taking over in health is, you know, I, I did, I played sports in college. And when I got done playing sports, you know, my day in, day out activities revolve around and obviously school, but then training and working really, really hard on my body and, and physical performance aspects. Uh, I really wasn't taught much about diet at all, but I was just working out and training so hard. You know, I really kind of never had to worry about the diet from, from what I knew then, what I know now. And I think back, my body was in the red zone. I wasn't recovering all those things. I get that now, but it wasn't like I was still in great shape, you know, and I was still really strong uh, just because I was young, you know, and I was training so much. But when all that went away and it became evident that my sports career was over, you know, Bill, that was like a, a really bad time in my life because my identity was stripped mm-hmm. and my ego, you want to talk about red zone there for like a year. Uh, a solid year because of that identity was stripped and because the ego took full control and said, Patrick, now you're not really good enough for anything because you are not this athlete. And so from a health standpoint, my health went way downhill uh, from, you know, I, I became, I would say, just not in shape like I was accustomed to being. I got a probably a little overweight, which you would consider at that point in time. 
and just did not have a healthy uh, lifestyle in any way at, at that point, uh, to the point to where I, I really got upset with myself. So, you know, that was probably the, the time that where the ego was in full control of my health. And I didn't feel good about myself in any way. And then I would say kind of fast forward into probably when maybe got a little overwhelmed when I uh, had the first kid. Mm -hmm. That man, I, I could look at pictures of myself back then and I just looked unhealthy. The ego was in, you know, man, you don't have time to go work out. You don't have time to train. I was kind of eating um, it just sporadically, a lot of different foods that were unhealthy, just because I was using this excuse of, well, you know, the baby and, and am I going to be good enough to be this father, you know? And so that ego just took control and, and it, and it's really kind of been until I met you, quite frankly, it was like, just, uh, I would call it the ultimate roller coaster ride with my health. Just because that ego, when I would get in good shape, my ego would be like, hey, don't forget about this business. Don't forget about all these things. And so I, it would make me think that I had to totally push away the focus on health and training and go fully back into the business, which just created that roller coaster. It just created oh, yes. that um, up and down feeling that we all just hate and just despise, but sometimes we don't know how to get out of that. So my ego really has kind of been a maniac throughout my life since I stopped, you know, being that college athlete and, and did not end up playing professional sports. Uh, it really did kind of go in and out of control until really I started getting it dialed in maybe probably what, five, six years ago. You definitely have to do an episode on that. That's a great story too, because I think a lot of people can relate that, you know, you had this plan, you had this plan since you were young and many people, not always athletes, they have this plan They go to college, they get this career and they get in this career and they realize, holy crap, this is not who I am. Right. And you have this plan and all of a sudden the plan is blown up. You don't know who you are. And that would be, that's going to be a great episode. I'm going to tell you, that's a great episode for Egomaniac. And, and look, take, take sports out of it. Yeah, no, exactly. Sports. Take sports I mean, that, out you know, of it. Just because yeah. mine, you know, it, it revolved around the sports. You can put that in every aspect, Bill. You can take that of, you know, I went to school to be a doctor and I ended up yeah. going over here and doing this and, is that really good enough? Do my parents feel like that was, a, you know, college was a waste and all these, exactly. whatever. I mean, you know, same thing with any profession, any, any plan that you had when that's redirected and it, and it ends up going a way that you didn't anticipate. We all go through that just stripped identity and then really kind of that stripped confidence. And then once that happens, Man, we're kind of fighting off our knees at that point. Yes, and that's so, yeah, ego maniac. I, I really Take am sports excited. Out of it. Yeah. I feel feel like every person on the planet has experienced that in some way, shape, or form, and maybe still stuck in that experience and learn that hey, Absolutely. you're not alone. Gosh, everybody goes through it. That's that's what's called an identity crisis. You know, you don't, you don't know who you are. So we only got a couple minutes left for this episode, and I don't want to miss this life category, ego maniac in relationships. 
And I know this is probably your biggest category that you've shifted is, is this because you happen to have um, your freedom purpose, but you have a strong connection value, which means family is really important to you. So talk to me a little bit about egomaniac and relationships. We only got a few minutes, but go ahead and hit me. Got it. Yeah. You, you if, if you want to talk relationships, you know, we're, we're, we will get deep into this one um, in the normal episodes, but yes, I mean, you, you say it very well. And this is a, a clean, clean way to say you can have every life category moving at an unbelievable pace and, 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 and building momentum. Most people, the one that they struggle with, the one that's hard, that maybe the toughest one to kind of get that momentum going is relationships. And, and relationships span from relationships with employees, relationships with your um, immediate family, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, and then of course, the significant other, wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, with your family member or, uh, you know, your kids, but yeah, those relationships, I, you know, that that's the one to where that ego, I just, I, and I've, I've shared this and this may be TMI when it comes to my relationship, but just those days that you go because one, one of you or the significant other said or did something little and, and you find yourself not wanting to talk to that person mm -hmm. or you find yourself just being short or maybe being a little uh, just defensive. Those were the moments to where when I look back and, and as you, as I, you and I have discussed at length, right? That's what frustrated me the most. And that I was the one doing that. That yes. was me. There, that's, yeah. That's you were blind. I remember when you had that revelation. I you know, never forget you had that revelation. That, that about, was me. Hey, that was me doing it. It's not the <laughs> yes. other person's fault. Yeah. But we always, if yeah. someone calls you in that moment on the phone and you're triggered and you're in one of these quote unquote, I'm not talking to that person moments, you're just gonna sit there and pound on that phone of you won't believe what she did, you won't believe what she said, but she's trying to make me do this, 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 and this. And those were the moments to where that's what made me realize that ego was just out of every life category. That was that last one that we've just worked really, really hard on of to get that thing where I, I can slow down and understand it's me. It's you. And that's okay. the greatest relationship. People don't it is, realize it so is number me. one is you. No excuse. Um, that's yes. exactly right. Yes. So yes, we'll 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 dig deep there. But man, that's that's been the last one I've I've wow. worked the absolute hardest on with you to understand and, and try to be the best I can be there. Um, not that things don't come up, but again, slowing down and just understanding, okay, how am I impacting this moment? How am I? And then how can I impact it from the positive? Um, That's awesome. I think this is going to be a great platform, Patrick. I'm excited to, to, to see what you come up with. And the ego maniac will fit into all the categories. You got great stories. Um, of how you work with your kids, how you've developed your relationships, all your relationships, uh, your your 
college career, people don't know that you were a hell of an athlete, that identity crisis. Uh, you've built an amazing business and you've gone through a lot of conflict. You've learned conflict resolution is powerful. And so I'm excited to hear this. And I am also very happy to have you as a partner. I just want to say that on air. I'm very excited to work with you because you balance me a lot. I wouldn't be, I have no way would I be moving the way I'm moving without you, just so you know. Well, Bill, I appreciate you saying that. And, and you have not only been an amazing coach for me, kind of the one-on-one -on -one coaching, but you and I working together and trying to learn each other. And, and that relationship has taught me a lot too. And, and, and you know, I would, and you and I've discussed this, it's isn't like me pulling this out of the, out of, a rabbit out of the hat here. You know, you and I would get into it a little bit and we would have some moments to where we were upset with each other. And, and sometimes I had to learn in those situations, but you know, the other times we would kind of work together and you would come back and say, you know, Patrick, I did. I, I took that the wrong way. I uh, said something that you know you took one way. I was mean in another, and and we have we have learned to be open, and we have learned yep. to communicate and be transparent, and and that had that alone has taught me a ton and, and made my um, kind of conviction about stress mastery and about this um, this path we're on it's really strengthened that. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I, I'm excited. And we, we both agree it's David's fault. So we just made it yeah. much easier on ourselves that way. Yeah, right? So we don't even worry. If something goes wrong, it's David at. Right. That's, <laughs> a, that's, that's what you call that stress, stress, uh, the stress relief uh, button, right? That right old, there, hit the button. David. It's David's fault. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> that that poor, poor, uh, poor, thank you, Patrick. Poor, uh, poor uh, millennial. He, he, he <laughs> take, he's taken the fall for a lot of stuff, but he's, he's come out he's of a it. strong boy. He's fighting. a big boy. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is the greatest shift in a planet. You can join us on this mission by simply like, share, subscribe. The links are right below the show notes. As always, until next time, stay inspired.